Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to a Saturday's uh, edition of the Terra Scottish Football Podcast. I am Duncan Mackay and I am joined by a still face paint clad Craig Fowler. Uh, how are you doing 12 hours after uh, a magnificent 0-0 draw against the English? I'm doing very well, Duncan. I'm doing very well. How are you? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm good. I'm, 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 I'm really good. Like, I, I was... Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a good night, a great night. In fact, like I'm not, I'm trying not to get too far ahead of myself and everything like that. But it's in our hands. Uh, you know, I think I think that's something that we that is unusual for Scotland, and so it's kind of if we fuck it up, then it's on us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think that was kind of yeah. Looking at like the big picture, I think that was really all we kind of wanted out of, of last night was just get us something so that we go into the final game with real hope that we could do it because it would have been the most Scottish thing ever to to lose last night and to beat Croatia on... Like, to and lose and last just night. still lose out by goal difference. Like, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah by one goal. Night, like, by one goal. Aye, to lose last night, like, 3-0, and then, yeah, to lose 1-0 to Croatia and then, I go out as, like, the one of the worst third-place teams would, would just have been so typical. So it was good that now... We could all go to Tuesday knowing exactly just what needs to be done. Um, whether we'll be able to deal with that pressure when it comes to it is a, is a different story. Uh, I had to I had to giggle when I was listening to Football Weekly when I first got up. And uh, Barry Glendinning uh, said to you and Murray, uh, you, you won't. You won't beat Croatia. You definitely can beat Croatia, but you won't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's just, that just seems, I think we've just had years and years of uh, international tournaments to, to tell us that it's probably not going to happen, but at the same time, so it's a new generation uh, and kind of with that comes new hope that things might be different. And yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that, and last, I think, and last night was, was certainly different. Yeah, I mean, that's that, that, that's what I keep watching this tournament. I've watched almost as many games as possible. And um, 
there's no there's no doubt in my mind that Scotland have better players and are probably a better team than quite a number of clubs clubs uh, teams at this tournament. It's just that um, teams like Sweden and Austria and Switzerland and stuff like that, they're really boring, but they don't shoot themselves in the foot. And that's kind of like and and I think that comes from um, continually qualifying for for major tournaments is that you learn that you can't make mistakes. And I think that last night. Aside from aside from one moment where John Stones got a free header, that was a it was close to a a flawless performance, you know, defensively anyway, at least. Yeah, but we're always going to have to have a little bit of luck going our side because it's kind of like I mean, it's I mean, there's fifty million like of a, the bastards. Like uh, it's, it's kind of similar <laughs> to being like a, it's it's not quite as much of a golf, but it's kind of similar to being like a. Uh, the Hearts, Hibs or Aberdeen fan playing Celtic or Rangers, you, you know that they're going they're going to have to miss some chances, and they did in the early going. Um, I mean, twelve minutes in, you kind of thought, God, uh, <laughs> we, we're we're kind of looking all right, but defensively, like they're they having a good chances, but every time they go forward, and it was it just it did seem like a matter of time. So by the end, it was it was almost quite strange, like especially after that start that. We didn't like over the context of the whole game. We didn't really have to ride our luck that much. It was just those kind of chances at the start, and then after that, England Look, didn't really do it. There was that scramble that. Aye, Stramash right at the end. That that uh, that almost just, did for me. Yeah, the fucking uh, my heart just dropped in my arsehole when, when that was happening. Um, yeah, uh, but yeah, other than that, like I, I was, it was bizarre how how kind of comfortable. Or it was funny we were in the we went to the pub and. Uh, Myself, Chris, uh, Lee, and Tony were all kind of doing kind of Tony's like over the top bravado kind of thing. Uh, <laughs> just as the game was going on, like, but, like the longer it went on, the kind of more nervous you kind of get. It's still nil nil, and it's now like 70 minutes. Like, oh no, <laughs> like it's no longer just a, a laugh. <laughs> it's like this, this means something now. But yeah, other than that, other than that, Shabash, we were very comfortable, and it's a performance I, I certainly did not see coming. Yeah, I think especially after Monday, where just too many players were just a little bit off, yeah, off, off color, and then you and to be and you have to give Steve Clark credit for it. I know everyone's talked about him being potentially too cautious as a Scotland manager and stuff. He he rings the changes, but also crucially, I think gives back into to some of the players like Stephen O'Donnell that were under fire and and you know <laughs> yeah, un, like O'Donnell. Unbelievable! Had a number. It was it was as good last night as he was. Uh, I don't. I think it's actually overstated how bad he was on on Monday, but it was certainly a, a redemptive uh, moment for him to to go out and perform so well. Yeah, and it's a it's quite a brave decision by Clark as well. I mean, you could had had we had a negative result, uh, people would have would have criticised Clark for being too too negative, basically for for playing O'Donnell in terms of the kind of. Uh, attacking prowess of the team but it's a brave decision to, to stick with a player who has received so much criticism off the back of Monday's game and like you, you would know like football management's different these days where the kind of every kind of decision you make kind of gets whipped up into a frenzy by people kind of debating about it on social media so we would have known that everybody would have hated that lineup just because he was in it <laughs> but at the same time, obviously, people were, were chuffed to see Billy Gilmore and Tierney back in the sides. But yeah, a brave call for Clark to play him, and to, like a really brave performance from Stephen O'Donnell to to come back from 
because he did look against the Czech Republic, he looked really nervous as well. It wasn't just that he had a bad game, he also looked really nervous. He just he and, looked like he looked like he'd been dropped in, like he looked just out like out of fish out of water, didn't he? Really? Yeah. Like sadly. And so for him to come back and to prove everybody wrong, when you he must know himself, he's an intelligent guy, he'll know that everybody's crucifying him for Monday's performance. He's going against tougher opposition. It's, it's a game that means more to people. Like, there's so much pressure that was on him last night and to, to come through with that type of performance and to show that kind of determination to prove people wrong, I mean, you can't praise him enough. It's just excellent. Was it, I was going to say, going through the lineups uh, on, on Scotland's side, were, were you happy when you saw the team come out or were you uh, nervous? Well, again, I think everyone can say they were nervous about everything involved in this game, so that, that, that's, that's probably not worth talking about. But did, did, if you were, was, is that the team you depict if you were Steve Clark? I'm surprised you asked that because I've been fucking bagging on about it for ages. <laughs> uh, I wanted Scott McTominay and the set, I wanted him in the centre back three because he doesn't. We don't super function as well as a team when he plays in the centre of the park for whatever reason. I, I can't still can't figure out why he's unable yeah. to kind of replicate his his club form for for Scotland in the, in the centre. It's funny when uh, we're actually speaking about that. Uh, I think it was at Monday's game, and he was saying like, "Yeah, it's Scotland. He doesn't have like." He doesn't have these great players beside them that he does at uh, Manchester United. And it was my mate Bierson that said that he was like, oh wait, he plays beside Fred. That doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, doesn't, doesn't make sense. But yeah, I always want him in the back three. Uh, so, and I was I was said this before the Czech game. Uh, I, wanted, I wanted McGregor and I wanted Gilmore because I think we've been at our best. Well, we've definitely been at our best when we've had that kind of midfield. So like the Serbia game. McGregor and Jack, like two guys who can, two guys who are very comfortable at keeping the ball and can, can, I mean, McGregor can go vertically, but he can also go horizontally as well across the pitch and just give us that composure, give us that kind of foothold in the game. And we really lacked that against the Czechs. While we still created a lot of chances and weren't necessarily the worst team, but we did seem to have a real problem kind of keeping a hold of it in the centre of the park. And that was not the case at all last night because in Gilmore, and to a lesser extent, McGregor, you've got two guys who are composed of the football and are happy to take it in tight spaces, manoeuvre out of it and keep things ticking over. And so I was delighted that they two started and I think I was uh, I was proven right in my analysis. I was wrong about I was wrong about Christie coming at this tournament. I hold my hands up in that. I don't think like I thought in terms of it was it was after watching the Netherlands game where I really thought his pressing would be very vital for us, but we didn't we didn't really have the opportunity to get to press against the Czech Republic because they played fairly direct and we didn't necessarily need it last night as, as well and in fact I think we were better off for having two strikers to, to occupy their defenders rather than having somebody kind of as Christy would do as a kind of more natural midfielder kind of coming back into the midfield and almost making it a, a 5-4-1 so I was wrong about that but I, I, was, I was right about the midfield so I'm one for, one for two That's not too bad and then looking at uh, our opponents were, were you surprised by any of the changes they made you know that the, they did make changes at, uh, at fullback um but kind of went with the, the same team um that, that beat Croatia were you worried about that lineup or was it just what will be will be we're kind of looking at the the defense the defensive goalkeeper especially well, they, there is a mistake in there and Kind of the midfield as well wasn't entirely. It was a front three that you kind of look at on paper and you're like, Jesus, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's scary. That is scary. 
but they were rubbish. It was great. <laughs> like Hurricane shit. Like really bad. <laughs> there was a, there was just a few moments. There was a few moments where Kane was so deep. Like I know when he does that, that is part of his game. But you, if you're his manager, you must be absolutely infuriated because he get like because he come. It was so deep and and played the ball backwards. And then there's nothing. <laughs> there was nothing in front of him uh, for that. For the, the uh, I can't remember who he gave the pass to, but yeah, it. I, I think it's a huge. Um, I had yeah a huge plus or a huge credit to Scotland that that we've that basically Foden and Kane had to be subbed because they were proven to be ineffective. Yeah, and Kane, Kane doesn't. Kane doesn't normally get subbed at all. Yeah, I've I've seen it for as a sports fan I've seen it quite a lot with Kane where if he's tired or if he's like laboured at all he becomes such a worse player like it's Mm. such a significant drop off because I think it's due to the fact that the the, the best thing about Harry Kane is that his finishing is out of this world uh, and he can you know smash in from anywhere inside 30 yards from some ridiculous angles He's got, you know, great football intelligence as well in, te- in terms of his, his build-up play and he's, he's linking with teammates. But what makes him so good is that he can do a little bit of everything. Like, he's he's got a deceptive kind of wee burst. Um, he's quite strong. He's decent at holding the ball up. He, he does everything well and obviously he scores goals tremendously. But he's still not the, the most athletic of players. And when he's just that little bit hampered, when it's that, that little bit 5% off him, that in another player you probably wouldn't even realise with him it just becomes so noticeable. He just looks like he's moving so much slower and he becomes nowhere near as good or as effective when, when that happens. And I think that was certainly a, a hurricane, one of those hurricane performances last night. But I don't want to take too much away for, for our central defence, um, Hanley. Hanley for the sake, because probably our best player against uh, the Czech Republic as well, at least one of them. Uh, and yeah, they stand there again last night. He's been our player of the tournament so far. Sean, Sean McGregor, you were you were right, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I'm, I'm I'm I don't really know what more to say. I'm just kind of just um, happy. Like it's a it's a weird thing to be happy, so happy with a a nil nil draw. And I suppose there is that element of um, now we're getting a lot of English people come back to us being like, oh, well done, you you got a draw. They're like, well. You now, pricks off, been, you uh, well, you pricks have been celebrating Euro '96 and che- just checking. No, you didn't win that. Okay, right, fine. <laughs> um, so, like, it is it's a weird one, but it's what it means in the context of everything else. Like, you the, 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 to to have such a underwhelming performance on Monday to then respond with this, and you know, it was nil nil. Didn't look com- it didn't it, it, but it looked comfortable. It was it wasn't like a nil nil where you're like oh, yes we've got a we've got a, a swag bag and we're we're getting them getting the fight back up to Darlington you know to uh, and and feeling pretty good pretty good about ourselves that we've stolen some like it was one of those games where you're like well if we've got a goal we probably deserve it and like likewise yeah. England England would probably feel the same if they got a goal they would potentially feel like they deserved it because it was one of the, it was a it was. It wasn't a battle per se, but it, it was a keenly thought contest. Yeah, and yeah, I think um, I think you're right with that analysis. I think I heard somebody say that Scotland should have beaten England. I don't necessarily think that was the case. Um, I would have loved but, it. I'd have taken it. And, yeah. But and, and I can say that I wouldn't be have. I wouldn't have been on that performance. Wouldn't have been surprised. But at the same time, I don't think you can. There wasn't. 
those clear cut chances where you were like, all right, like there was potentially in, uh, in Monday's game where you're like, oh, we really should have buried that. And you know, aye, um, yeah, I mean, had aye, had England got a late goal, wouldn't it exactly have been like, like, that came oh, from nowhere. oh my god, that was, <laughs> yeah. aye, that was so unjust or something like, oh, we've battered them and somehow this has happened, kind of thing. I think a draw was a fair result, um, and obviously, but put the context like. Yeah, like as you said, all these England fans are oh, fucking celebrate a draw, and and yeah, you're right. I mean, this is the this is the nation that uh, as soon as they get to a bloody semi final, and that's it, you get to a semi final, and then obviously all that team are heroes. Like you're supposed to be, you know, like one of the favourites going in every tournament. Like, like Italy and Germany are, are like so delighted to go out in semi finals. Talk about loser mentality. I mean, Jesus. But uh, talking about, I was like, we have to. The context for us. And English fans probably just don't really get it because they've moved on. Like we're not really <laughs> their big, we're not their biggest rivals anymore. They've they've been dining at the top. They're, this is not an England team that misses international tournament. I know they did it in two thousand and eight, but very very rarely misses international tournaments. Usually wins their, their qualification campaign at an absolute canter. Goes into every tournament as one of the favourites. Like they are their rivals now are, are teams like Germany and and France and the ones that they want to knock off. They don't, they don't look at us really as they did like in the probably seventies, probably even eighties and nineties as well. We're we're not the same to them as, as we used to be. It's kind of like Manchester United, and Manchester City before Manchester City got the, all the money in the world. Um, Aye, it was, but it's, it's, it's a, still. It means but something. They're still but... our biggest, that's like they're still our biggest rivals, and we've had nothing against them, basically nothing against them in 30 odd years. Because every other time we've had a moment against them, it's been a like, yeah, but like, so we beat them at Wembley 1 0. Yeah, but we lost the first leg 2 0, so we'll go out anyway. We scored two free kick goals in the last five minutes of a game. Yeah, but we don't hold on for the victory. Um, we, we play a brilliant game at a friendly at Wembley. Uh, go take the lead twice. Yeah, but we get beat three two. Like this, this always happens. This always happens. And finally, well, it's not. It might not be if we. It might. It might be another one of those kind of long line. If we. If we don't win on Monday, but sorry, on Tuesday. But if we do win on Tuesday, then this is finally. This is finally a Scotland England moment where there is no yeah, but it's just like we played well. We got a draw. We had something to celebrate. And it would have been. Oh, but it would have been absolutely tremendous if we'd somehow found the winner last night. I think uh, we'd have. They might have. I'd probably just burst out crying, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it, 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 what I've, I've come to discover over these two 90-minute games is that watching Scotland at tournament football is so fucking tense. Like, I find myself just the whole, like, just slowly tensing up as, as, as a, like, the opposition enters our half. And, it's, uh, a, it's an uncomfortable experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, why the- do we do this? I was actually saying this last night. Why do we do this? This is horrible. <laughs> why do we do this to ourselves? But that's. The th- but I think as the point I was making on on Monday's podcast with Tom is that it's because it's so unfamiliar for us. We need to get. We need to be in a position where we are regularly qualifying for stuff, and so like it doesn't feel so monumental. Like that's like you know that we need to, we like. And I think that was that's for me the thing that I take from last night's game is the, the biggest thing is. Uh, and what I said at the start is it's now in our hands. Like we now, like it's like, and I, and I really think that this squad seems to have got rid of the the mentality, which I don't, which the fans still are still carrying of being, oh well, it's Scotland, or oh we're plucky, you know, but we're we're unlucky, you know, that sort of thing. Um, Steve Clark doesn't seem to uh, 
buy into any of that bullshit if that, if that's the best way of putting it and like I think that as a set of players that I would want to be in charge of their own destiny I'm very happy that it's this squad and some of the people involved more so than because uh, I, I just don't I just don't want to uh, Euro 2020 to add to the list of like you know oh, very like Euro 96 oh if if you know if Clivert hadn't uh, megged Seaman and then we'd, we'd have been through or, you know, you know, 78 and stuff. Like, I'm kind of fed up with that. Like, I think if we want to, like, we've got to start telling new stories about this national team. And I, I feel that with Steve Clark, we've got a man who can do that. Yeah, we need, um, I think as well, for the World Cup qualification campaign, I think we need to... I think we need to beat Croatia and advance to the knockout stages if we're going to qualify for the for the World Cup because we need to have the players just need to have that kind of I know they're a kind of confident bunch, but you still need to kind of experience that, I think, to then kind of seep it seek it into your psyche and then that could be the default, that'd be the minimum, right? We can we could do this and to have enough spirit about you as a collective to think, right, no, we're actually a really good side and we belong at international tournaments and, and we're going to get there. If we if we draw or lose on, on Tuesday, I can't see us kind of, it could be another, depressing as to say, it could be another uh, few years in the, in the wilderness again if, if we don't do that. But it's certainly, there's certainly a lot of hope for the, for the future in terms of like, I mean, Billy Gilmore, like, Jesus. <laughs> was he turned 20 just a couple of days ago? Uh, the Scotland Caps, he's going to win when it's all said and done. I'm going for about 120. <laughs> he's, got, he's got an old man's game as well. He can play that. As long as he doesn't suffer any major injury or his career doesn't fall off a cliff, he can play that role until he's like in his mid-30s. Like, just so cool. Absolutely, yeah. Composed the ball. Uh, and yeah, but I, I do still think, yeah, maybe say a few years in the wilderness is maybe a, a bit strong, we, but we still need to get, there still needs a, there's still a line that we still need to cross. And I think we will cross that with a victory on Tuesday. And if we do that, I will, I'll be fully confident that we'll go to the World Cup in Qatar as well. That, that's bold. I'm, I'm not entirely convinced we'll do that, but I think that, you, <laughs> I think that, that, that the Euros should be a bare minimum every four years type thing. I think that, I think that's realistic for us, given the amount of teams that are in UEFA and, uh, they went to teams that make it to a tournament, but um, I was thinking about this yesterday. Like twenty four, like twenty four teams are stupid. Like the fucking some place like it's daft. Um, I don't know. I think it's adding it, a bit of intrigue. I think no, I'm, just, I'm, make it, just make it thirty two. I mean, again, I, I I said it the other day. I'd I'd go all I'd go all out and do the Mc, I'd McGlick in it and have everyone invited, and then they just like. You a group stage, and then you like there's a there's a bowl and a plate with tournaments, and then you you know, or whatever. Like, but um, why not? But yeah, no, I think that there's, I think there's a lot to be said. I think that, I think crucially, we still we haven't scored yet, and I think that's gonna that is. I've heard Duncan that to win football games you need to score goals. Yes, yeah. Well, I mean, I think to get out of this group, we definitely need to score at least one. Um, and so. It does that. I don't think it's become a thing yet, but I think it. I think it could creep in, given that you know it was, uh, yeah. How how we ha- we didn't score that many you know, in the lead up, um, but we know we're capable of it. Um, so yeah, why not? Let's like I th- I, th- I think Tuesday is going to be nervous, very very nervous. That's like I'm already slightly dreading it. But also really looking, <laughs> yeah. but also really looking forward to it. Yeah, I'll shit myself a bit already. Yeah. 
Because, well, yeah, I mean, but it's, that, but it's good. It'd be incredible. It'd be incredible if we do it. If we, if we manage to do it, get to for first time ever. Like I actually thought that going into this tournament, I thought it would just be like it, it's a strong narrative. Uh, you know, I always, I always look for the narratives, even when the, it's, it's usually bollocks and football. Football can be so random at times. Um, but I thought, I thought it just kind of played it a the kind of strong narrative that we get to our first tournament. We wait so long to get to a tournament, and then when we finally do it, we do what we've never done before, and is in advance past the group stages. However. I don't want to be overly confident because I was confident. I don't think there's uh, any danger of that. <laughs> I was confident on Monday and then we were uh, fairly pissed and got beat. And then I was not confident at all yesterday and we got a draw. And so I'm going to say, yeah, Croatia 5 0. Reverse jinx. Well, I think yeah, it's, it's going to be uh, yeah. I don't I don't really know what else to say. Just um, I, th- I think um, I might be watching from behind the sofa. I don't. Uh, people say that I, I can't watch behind my sofa because it's against the wall. But yeah, is that then um, you know, is that sort of thing? Like I think it's not going to be an easy watch. But if 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 we score, I think it's just going to go mental. Like I think, yeah. and and I really like. I don't know Hamden was really loud to begin with on Monday. But again, it's always it's always more difficult when it's an afternoon uh, kickoff. So fingers crossed that um, there's well um, that the Tartan Armory have taken in all their fluids and are in full voice come come Tuesday night. Um, is is there anything else uh, you want to add about uh, last night's game, or are we just uh, slightly just happy to to lie back and and smile a little bit? I think we've covered everybody if we're not like going through the sides, trying to think. Uh, you get a well, one final point, um, mentioning Tierney coming back at the side. I think I was Colossus. on the Colossus. Yeah. I was on the, the Scotsman uh live cast earlier in the day and like kind of asking about should Tierney be rushed back? And I was kind of saying it depends. Like we don't know ex- the extent of the injury and how likely it could be um like how likely it could reoccur if he can aggravate it at all. Then I was saying because it's England, because we're likely to sit in for for a lot of periods, we don't maybe necessarily need Tierney as much as we might do on, on Tuesday. So we could could rest him if that's the case. But I think what I underestimated was the kind of composure that he brought to the back line mm-hmm. and just that assuredness. I think rubbed off on the other two guys as well, and so he didn't. He didn't have many opportunities to do his rampage and runs forward. He done it a couple of times, but not not too often, um, as I think we kind of expected anyway. But just even though he's not an out and out centre half, just the just he's a just general ability. Like he, he, he like he didn't do an awful lot going forward, but uh, defensively he did put a foot wrong all game. And uh, like I say, that just having that calmness beside you, I think, just helped everybody else in, in the back line. Yeah. So Tuesday night, it's the big game. I'm I'm with Pat Nevin. Let's sit sit on looking Modric and batter them. Here we go. Yes. But uh, Craig, thank you for your time. I'm going to let you. Uh, by the way, uh, listeners, what you don't know is that uh, Craig's had to record this on his phone, but also uh, is still has a, a saltire on his cheek, uh, which is also rubbed off on the the white of the, the collar of the Scotland shirt. Uh, and uh, no. <laughs> yeah, uh, which which I've just pointed out to him, uh, and that has amused me greatly. And it's also been quite difficult to take him seriously as he turns towards the camera, <laughs> and all I see is a, a massive fucking saltire. But uh, thank you very much, to everyone, for for listening. Thank you, Craig, for getting out your bed uh, slightly hungover. And uh, th- yeah, we are. Uh, what 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 other to say than come on, Scotland? Come on, Scotland. <laughs> <laughs>
Sports Social Podcast Network.